0: Alright, welcome back to Soul & Soul. I'm segment
1: And I'm Jessie. Um, today we are going to be talking about one of my favorite uh, topics, because, you know, <laughs> I'm a killjoy. So we are talking about anti-blackness. I feel like we just finished one of the most anti-black Februarys I've experienced in a while. Oof. Yeah. And it's been sitting on my mind. So I want to talk about anti-blackness.
0: All right. So let's define what anti-blackness is.
1: Okay. So anti-blackness is basically um, racism that is particular towards black people. Like it is... I wouldn't say like it's a specific type of racism because I feel like that implies that you could do like you could say something like anti-Asianness or anti-Latino ness or something like that. <laughs> And you really can't, and it ha- mean the same thing. You can say that, right? You can say that there's anti-Asian sentiment. You can say that there's anti-Latinx sentiment, right? But it doesn't, it doesn't hit the same way. It doesn't mean the same thing. Right. So anti-Blackness is very much structural and systematic, and it plays out. In all of our lives, right? So anti-blackness is what informs anti-Asian and anti-Latinx sentiment, right? Like if the world wasn't so anti-black, those mm-hmm. other dis- other discrimination towards other POC would not happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's almost like I, the way that I like to think about it is it's like, it is like what makes white supremacy function. Mm -hmm. It's what drives white supremacy is Mm anti-blackness. So it, it doesn't, that's why when I say it doesn't hit the same way, it really doesn't because it does not mean Mm -hmm. the same thing, right? Without anti-blackness, white supremacy would not have like a foot to stand on. Mm -hmm.
0: Right. And you have to think about how like widespread white supremacy is. Like, even in Korea, where there's, like, basically no foreign people, I guess, mm-hmm. there is strong anti-Blackness.
1: Yeah, you're right. Like, without there even being Black people in the situation, anti-Blackness still exists. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that is hard for a lot of other POC to swallow. I think that, like, other POC, so non-Black POC, like to play, like, a little bit of um, oppression Olympics if you will. Um,
0: <laughs> and I think like anti-blackness is even more dangerous in places like Korea because they don't understand the history. Mm-hmm. So they're just like outright being racist but for what reason? You know? Yeah.
1: And I think what's really interesting about anti-blackness is that like it's a big thing. Just like racism is a big thing. You know, like it's like lynching and mobs and riots in Tulsa. You know, like it's, it's all of those things as well. But it's, it's little things too, right? It's like more insidious things that creep up into our everyday life, right? Um, it's Asian people at Harvard not wanting affirmative action. Mm. Um, it's like our schools in New York City only having like eight minorities and like three mm. or like the top schools having like eight minorities three of them all
0: the asian parents are completely
1: (laughs) against changing exactly so there's like those little those little moments um or like there is like it's like really really subtle sometimes like i remember one time being in a car uh with a group of friends and one of the girls in the car was like i hate it when people talk during songs and i was like oh shit that's like super racist that's super anti-black right because i'm like you're just cutting out entire genres of music and those genres of music are mostly associated with black people don't get me wrong james Jobson will, will talk to you at the beginning of a song kind of shit but like you're cutting out most of r&b you know how many r&b songs they talk to you in it I'm like listen here i just want to tell you something a whole genre i'm like so are you counting rap as people talking yeah Uh, so it's like very very subtle things as well as big things that make up anti-blackness and it kind of goes into our like next section of the of the segment where like because there's such small little things that can be anti-black and I mean small as in like not noticeable not small as in not impactful because they're still very impactful um anyone can be anti-black right Right. like other black people can be anti-black um so for me when I hear and you know I'm really talking to other POC in this episode less than I am talking to like the Dwights of the world Um, to me, like, when I tell, like, an Asian person or a Latinx person, I'm like, that was anti-black, and they tell me, like, no, it wasn't, or they force me to try to, like, define why it was (sighs) anti-black. That one in itself is anti-black. That action, both of those actions, like, making Mm -hmm. me explain myself, making Mm me, um, like, justify racism that is being directed towards me and only me as a black person is anti-black. But it also, it just, like, it hits a lot differently when it comes from other POC. And it, it like, really bugs me because, like, the idea that these POC can't be anti-black when I see it in my own community is laughable right i'm like literally anyone can be anti black i've been anti black in my life before right and i'm sure that there will be moments where i am again because it's so ingrained in our culture and our society yeah. and where we are in the world like in america like and, and globally it's a global problem right. there's almost no way like sometimes i step in something and i'm like shit i got to unpack that because like mm. That's actually what I was just thinking, the way that I was just processing that was kind of anti-Black, right? Yeah. And so when another POC, like, pushed back and like, no, we're not. I'm like, bitch, what? <laughs> yeah. Can we just, like, check that white supremacy at the door, right? Like, the wanting black people to tell you exactly how you farm them for you to take it seriously Mm. i'm still tight about these instances that have happened in this beautiful month of february i was like how y'all just wake up and choose violence in february of all months (laughs) i yeah everyone i'm gonna say it a little louder for the people in the back who people who might not want to hear me people who are triggered and defensive by these first like 10 minutes of this episode like Everyone and anyone can and is anti-black. It is up to all of us to actively work against being anti-black for it to be successful. Yep, 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 yep. Um, And if a black person tells you you're being anti-black, shut the fuck up.
0: I was gonna actually say that. (laughs) But we're wrapping up. I'm like, a black person is telling you that you are being racist. Just shut up and listen.
1: Yeah, I don't even say listen because sometimes we don't want to say anything more. Just shut up. I said what I said. I'm gonna exit. (laughs) You figure it out. You do the work to figure out why that black person called you anti-black. It's not up to them to show you, to tell you, to explain to you, to fucking coddle you. The internet exists. Right. Also, you have your brain. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm sick. I am sick and tired of the idea that anti-blackness and racism is just some complex thing that we need to, like, really wrap our brains around and just, like we really need to do a deep intellectual dig to understand no bitch it's very simple (laughs) like 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 racism being racist and anti-black it's like it's not it's not rocket science right like it's very very simple like some don't get me wrong some of the more nuanced moments of racism and anti-blackness sure but for the most part i would say like 80 percent 90 percent of the time it's there on the surface and there's no need for us to be like to critically analyze that you know that was racist and anti-black you just don't want to say it right you want you want like almost like i feel like with my particular friend set um like going to that like elite liberal arts school and stuff like that mm-hmm. my friends like to rationalize their anti-blackness and their like racist attitudes like with intellectualism right they're like mm. I've never really thought about it that way. Can you just explain it more? And da da da, da, da. And like that's no different than like a, a Trump troll on the internet. Like it's just like a pretty bow <laughs> on it. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: I would hate that more. I feel like
1: I do hate it more because you know you ex- you expect that from a Trump troll. Like you're like you you're a brace for impact, right? Mm-hmm. You don't expect that from other POC that you've gone to school with. Like, at all. Mm. I don't expect that. I particularly don't expect that from other Asian people, given how close you and I are. Like...
0: We are an anomaly, you know?
1: (laughs) Hear me. I do not think that Asians don't do this. Mm -hmm. I just don't expect Asians that I'm friends with to do this. Uh. That's what I'm saying. Given, like, how close you and I are and how much... Like, y'all, I keep the same energy in real life. If you're friends with me, you know this. Like... I, I don't mince words when it comes to like anti blackness, racism, mm-hmm. like race at mm-hmm. all. Like I say exactly what I say on the podcast in real life. So I don't expect like that anti blackness to come from people that are POC in my actual life because I'm just like, you should know by now I'm not here for that shit. Yeah. Like at all. Like yeah. at all. And I will cut I will cut a friend off with <laughs> quickness over that shit. Yep. I, I did it this summer. Mm-hmm. Like I, I ended like a, a what like a six or seven year friendship because someone was being super fucking anti-black, like that that Latino man that I was living with. So, summer protests, right? It's all yay, black people, and everybody's like, cool. I want to support black people, and I want to do what I want to do for black people. I don't know where the fuck y'all have been for four hundred years, but cool, welcome to the party. Um, and instead of like talking to me. About what I needed from him as his black roommate, right? Like, mm-hmm. do you do you need me to support you in some way? How are you feeling with this? Are you anxious? Like, none of that happened, but he decided to drag himself to a protest in New York City in the middle of a pandemic to protest for Black Lives Mattering. But the Black life in his in, in his own life did not matter, right? Because at Mm -hmm. this point, I was, like, maybe, what, like, a week or two from going to go... Yeah, yeah, go to Indiana with my very sick parents, right? Like, my very immunocompromised parents, you know, from, like, I don't know how many freaking heart surgeries they've had between them. I don't know how... Like, my mom has had, like, freaking brain surgery. She's got lupus. All of these things that he knows, right? All of these things that he knows. But... (sighs) Anti-Blackness will have you being like, I know what's best for Black people. I'm going to do what I want to do to help Black people instead of what Black people need. I'm not going to ask, Mm -hmm. right? I'm not going to check. I know what Black people need. Mm -hmm. And it's that, like, treating us like we're children, like we're helpless children, like that one is something I feel like so many POC do um, in ways that are deeply uncomfortable because... As the people who have been like fighting for civil rights since before anyone else, really, literally anyone else, um, except for maybe Native Americans. I'm like, where the fuck do you guys get off? Y'all just showed up to the party. Take a back seat. Yeah. Observe. Listen. Figure out what people have been putting in motion for the last 400 years. Don't just jump in because you want to jump in not for nothing besides the whole, like, it's ridiculous that you would expose a black person to Corona during a pandemic, which disproportionately affects black people. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, besides that point, like he went and he took pictures. So how did you help black people by taking pictures of cops in a sunset? (laughs) Like, I don't know. You tell me Pac. how does that help black people? (laughs) That was
0: For a very selfish reason, so that he can show off that he's, you know, taking a part of in this movement, that he takes care of black people, he feels for them, just by showing up to a protest and taking some pictures and posting on social
1: media. Yeah. And you know what was funny about this? And I think that a lot of people listening to this would be like, oh my God, that's so horrible. I can't believe that someone would do that. And I'm here to tell you other POC, your ass is doing it right now on on social media yourself, Mm -hmm. right? You're posting, uh, what about Breonna Taylor? You're you're posting justice for George Floyd. You're doing all the things that you should be doing. Check off that box, check off that box, check off that box. But your anti-Blackness pops up all the fucking time right i feel as though the asian people that i was inboxing in the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. um who definitely listened to this podcast too by the way hi what's up but um they were almost it felt to me and you know I, it's impact versus intent but it felt to me like you yeah, waited until it was a black person who assaulted asian people an asian person to be incensed,
0: mm.
1: you know what I mean. To like to make a statement. To be like, you see, almost like to absolve themselves of the guilt of their anti-blackness. Yep. Um, and it doesn't work that way. No. Nope. You know, like it, even in that conversation, I was like, one black murderer does not make systematic oppression. Mm. And it's and it sucks that you know that an Asian man was murdered by a Black man, it absolutely sucks. Mm-hmm. But it's anti-Black as fuck <laughs> to yeah. make that Black man speak for Black people.
0: Right, because it's just a murderer who happened to be a Black person.
1: Yes. Not the other way. You know? And, like, even if it's a hate crime. Right. Didn't happen in a vacuum. Like, and I, and I got really annoyed with the conversations i was having about this particular incident because i was just like how are you guys going to be so upset about that but i didn't hear jack shit about from either of these people about the asian cop who just sat there while george floyd was strangled to death Mm -hmm. or about the asian couple who called the cops in the first place Mm -hmm. or do those asian people don't not count huh because they're not far east (laughs) (laughs) layers
0: of racism there
1: Right. But all the Asian people who are being assaulted count as Asian in the numbers. (laughs) But when Asian people are being anti-Black, only certain ones count. Okay, (laughs) It's crazy to me because so much of that, like I'm upset about what's happening. I'm like, I've never seen these particular Asian women ever, ever, ever advocate for anyone who wasn't far east asian
0: Mm
1: -hmm. it was like oh you're upset that that thai man died i've never heard you say shit about thai people before now Mm -hmm. i really need so many of these other poc communities to deal with the anti-blackness and colorism within their own communities before they try to be like well black Mm -hmm. people need to do this Mm
0: -hmm.
1: black people need to show up for me and do this for me why aren't you here standing in solidarity with me and it's like oh well it may if you have been involved in civil rights for longer you would know that there are plenty of black people standing with you right now in solidarity mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like they always have been always will because you know that's how anti-blackness works like for black people the byproduct of uh dismantling anti-blackness is that it gives civil rights to all the other POC who are anti-Black too. Mm-hmm. Black people can't dismantle anti-Blackness and just keep it for ourselves. Yeah, You know, <laughs> like if we get rid of it, if or if we force white people to reconcile with it and with we force other POC to get to really reconcile with their position and their like impact on anti-blackness and black people then like it's going to benefit other poc whether we want it to or not yeah and so there there's just like um like i know i said already already that race and racism and anti-blackness isn't rocket science that doesn't mean that it doesn't need to be researched and to like really for people to understand the way that it works and the way that it moves um because even if a black person never showed up to an Asian protest ever again, which is never going to happen, right? But if that were the case, Black people would still be standing with Asians because we're fighting for our rights, which would give you guys rights. Exactly. So it's just, it's really frustrating to me being in 2021 after the whole summer and part of the fall of all of these people pretending to understand Black people's struggles um and clearly like I I knew that it was a fluke you know I did Mm -hmm. even while it was happening I'm too cynical I don't even say cynical I'm too much of a realist to know that it wasn't a fluke but it doesn't mean that it hurts any less that it's it's coming to fruition you know yeah um yeah it's it's been it's been a really rocky February I feel like in terms of just Black people just being disrespected throughout the whole month of February. Um, yeah. And I'm, like, not here for it. Like, we already got this rinky-dink 28-day month. Like, y'all can't be cool. Y'all can't relax on anti-Blackness for 28 days. Like, you can't have <laughs> for 28 days straight.
0: <laughs> that and is I'm, the world we live in right now.
1: Right? And I'm not even talking about, like, privately, you know? I'm talking yeah. about y'all don't even have the audacity the 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 frame of reference to do it publicly. You can't abstain from anti blackness in a public light for twenty eight days. That's <laughs> wild to me <laughs> let's let's kind of not shift gears but continue. Let's talk about like the impact of anti blackness on various communities um so like. Obviously, anti-Blackness affects Black people most because, you know, it is, like, racism and systematic oppression just, like, targeting us. Mm -hmm. But... I feel like a lot of people don't understand that it impacts everyone. Not only can everyone be anti black, everyone is impacted negatively impacted by anti blackness. Like, even the white people or the other POC who are being anti black, or honestly, other black people who are being anti black, it still negatively impacts them. Um, And I think that cannot be stated enough right like when you're anti-black you often end up like denying yourself rights and uh freedoms as well you know Mm -hmm. because like again intersections fucking exist right Mm -hmm. so like if you deny all black people and you're being anti-black to black people you're also probably fucking yourself up right Mm -hmm. if you're if you're doing misogynoir which is like anti-blackness particularly clearly uh targeting black women like all right if you're a woman what the fuck did you just do
0: mm. <laughs> you know what i mean
1: or like say you are being transphobic and you're you know targeting black trans women like they people are want to do it's like all right but you're also impacting like the lgbt community and women like let's get it together right. it's interesting to me because i don't feel like P- other POC in particular understand that like being anti-black is like shooting yourself in the foot and then running a mile mm. you know like you're never gonna run that win that race mm. ever <laughs> like ever ever ever. yeah um how do you see it impacting your community in particular
0: well <laughs> um to start off my mom owned a nail salon but she's been working in the nail salon industry for like like since we moved here Mm -hmm. and the things that the ladies talk about (laughs) like which neighborhoods to work in or like how black people are cheap or how blah 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 there are so many things that are so anti-black in like korean american community that it's just like boggles my mind but it's not just like Koreans, I guess. It's like all the whole Asian community as well. Because you constantly see, like, I think in, I think back in March, there was, you know, like looting going on, anti, you know, mm-hmm. Asian sentiments everywhere. And the, a lot of the social media posts highlighted like nail salons being broken into where they had black people you know, do the robbery or whatever. And people don't realize that it's something they're basically focusing all the negativity on black people rather than, oh, it just happened to be a black person or black people that are, you know, robbing somebody's store. It's not just they've had a lot of other experiences, like a lot of like racist you know, experiences by white people, but they always ignore that and they forget about it easily. But for some reason on social media or like, you know, TV and other um, like newspapers and media, they always, for some reason, highlight those incidences. And obviously when it goes on newspaper and TV, everybody like, you know, reads the articles and passes it around. And it's almost like, you know, de facto
1: at that point. You're, what you're reminding me of is like okay like um th- this is like a, a a tired a very tired like anti-black trope in my opinion that I'm I'm over it right mm-hmm. um and it's something that actually in that argument I had with my Asian friend um, I mentioned because I it really really upsets me that black people are constantly, judged by the worst among us and i'm not even saying in this instance that was the worst among us because i listen this is another episode but like ain't nothing ever 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 happened uh in terms of getting us more civil rights without Mm. violence so Mm. everybody who's like kumbaya can go fuck themselves because literally nothing in this in this country has ever been achieved like politically, for our our civil rights without violence or a riot. I'm looking at you, Stonewall, right? Like, LGBTQ people in this country got their rights because a Black woman threw a brick. Like, get out of my face with that shit. (laughs) Like, absolutely nothing. Like, it's not like Martin Luther King was the only person doing i mean besides what's you know besides him being whitewashed which is anti-black as fuck but like even if the whitewashed version of martin luther king existed and was doing exactly what like white people and Other POCs want him to represent, like this, like this Messiah who did no wrong and who was never like the other black Jesus, because Jesus was black too. But the other black Jesus, right? And I'm like, even if that did exist, y'all act like he was the only one making moves at the same time. And that's just categorically false. There were other people applying pressure, sometimes violent pressure, at the same exact time. Mm.
0: But also, I feel like even black people are trying to do it peacefully. It's taken as violence for some reason. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. That's the whole point of, like, I I think people have it twisted. Like, people think that Martin Luther King decided to do nonviolence because he was a peace-seeking person. No. He just Mm -hmm. knew that there was no way to make it more apparent that what these white people were doing wrong than For having, like, a Black person literally do nothing and still get, like, water hose, be shot, killed. Literally not doing any... That was the only way to make other, like, slightly less racist white people understand what was happening, right? Mm -hmm. was for them to be nonviolent. It's not because he thought that, like, white people deserve Mm nonviolence. Like, let's not get it twisted. It's because he thought that that was the best way to go forward right Mm -hmm. the best way to make white people the moderate white person understand what the fuck's happening Mm -hmm. not because he didn't think that white people didn't deserve to get their heads knocked over that wasn't it Mm -hmm. (laughs) that wasn't it and that Mm -hmm. and i think that's why if you do believe in that whitewashed version of martin luther king that's why you have to like completely forget that the fact that like him and Malcolm X were coming together towards the end of their lives right like that they were beginning to see more eye to eye and more seeing like the utility for each of them right Mm -hmm. so like that being said but what you mentioned like that idea that like oh a black person does something and like I'm just gonna judge black people negatively all of them negatively is no different than what white people do to us right like Mm -hmm. one black person does something wrong or what white people consider wrong because maybe it's not even fucking wrong right and all of a sudden all black people are like that right but like Dylan Roof or whatever the fuck his name is just gets to be a one off right he gets to be a lone shooter that does not actually represent white people but like every or like George Zimmerman even gets to be a one off who does not represent the, the Latinx community crazy yeah and so it really that one is one of the most insidious anti-black things that could ever exist right because how does how do people come back from that right if there's there's bad people in every group of people that have ever existed right like if you get a group of like 50 to 100 people you're gonna find one bad egg right like there's just like Mm -hmm. that's gonna happen but imagine every single time you're in a group of people if one person fucks up that's it that's how you're all gonna be labeled
0: Mm.
1: you know and that you can't you can't repair a reputation from if that's how things are gonna go right you can't You can't get better representation if as soon as something pops off, everyone defaults to like, see, I told you black people suck, right? And that's what I feel like happened with that black murder of the Asian man, right? Like, see, I told you black people are violent. See, I told you black people are racist towards Asians. See, it's a hate crime. And it's like, "Eh, no, no, like that black man I don't even know. I can't make a judgment. I don't know what the fuck happened. And I'm not like being like one of those white people who are like, "Let's wait and see." Let let me get all the facts before I da, da, da. that's not what I mean. I's like I literally don't know. Like was that a hate crime? Or was that not a hate crime? And it matters to me because if it is a hate crime, like we can have a different conversation about how anti-blackness got us here than if it isn't a a hate crime.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: It's not because I'm like, if it's a hate crime, I'm going to be like, fuck black people. We got to do more in our community. It's like, no, 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 no. Then I'm going to, I'm going to tailor my conversation about how anti-blackness got us here. Exactly. If it is one. Because either way, anti-blackness got us there. But it's a different mm. different route mm. entirely. Yep. Um yep. and I think a lot of POC don't and especially a lot of Asian people don't wanna don't wanna see their role in black people and Asian strife, right? Mm. Like they like they don't want to acknowledge like the harm that the Asian community has done to the black community. Mm you know like they it it, they almost want it to be like a clean slate and like why can't we all be friends you know and it's like well honey because you've been bullying me for 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 centuries what do you mean and recently like that's what i'm saying i was like george floyd is real recent like real fucking recent yeah And that's just one that is, like, well-known. But we know even in that last year before uh, the events of the summer really popped off, remember the, the, the Black mother who was, like, beaten by an Asian man in a beauty supply store?
0: It's so messed up because, especially in New York, I'm not sure about other states, but, like, especially in New York City, beauty supply business is huge and it's basically run by Asian people. So you are making money off of black people, but you're still racist
1: towards them. Super racist because literally if black people, and this is why I get so angry at us as a community sometimes, because I'm like, Fucking support your own. Go find the Black-owned beauty yeah. supply store and stop going to that racist Asian beauty supply store in your neighborhood yeah. just because it's yeah. more convenient. Go do, go through the trouble. And if you can, literally, if you can, and I know that sometimes we can't, but if you can afford to do Black-owned or if they're, you know, I feel like also some Black-owned businesses need to make more competitive pricing, right? I shouldn't have to go mm-hmm. pay an exorbitant amount more just because you're black owned and you need that you know like there's also that there's lots of different things that we can talk about and that's something that i'm never going to talk about in the podcast because that's something that me and my community need to talk about without the Mm anti-blackness of like other people right yeah but yeah you know we can talk about that among our own and i think that's the thing that other poc think when i when we're talking about anti-blackness i don't think that like anti-blackness being prevalent in y'all's communities means that my community doesn't have things that we need to work on it's just that like before y'all can tell us to work for you (laughs) y'all need to work on that (laughs) you know what i mean um because beauty supply stores are to me one of the biggest instances of anti-Blackness among a- the Asian community, because, like... Yep. I feel like, as a Black person, some of the instances where I am policed the most happen in Asian stores. hmm Right? Like, the beauty supply store that I go to here in Indianapolis um, is run by an Asian family. Uh, my mom has known this family for decades at this point um so i am very much aware that i am treated remarkably different in that store than other black women and other black people in that store because they mm-hmm. know my mom um they've literally watched me grow up you know what i mean mm-hmm. we've been going to that store since i was like 12 13 you know what i mean so like i'm treated a lot differently in that store than other people but i've seen that first of all when you walk in, there's signs about the, all the cameras. The cameras are in your face. Then you've got signs mm-hmm. about, like, stealing. Then certain people are, like, the store is set up where they can see you at all times. Like, there's never a mm-hmm. point of this part of the store where you wouldn't be able to be seen by the cashier. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, there's, like, chains. There's a metal detector that you walk through to get in, right? Right. Why why are we putting metal detectors in the freaking beauty supply? Th- to me that's God. that's like not abnormal. Like I feel like most beauty supply stores that I've come I've ever gone through have had a metal detector. It it is ridiculous. Exactly, right? Because what the fuck is metal in there besides the cheap ass jewelry that's going to turn your skin <laughs> green? <laughs> like, okay. Uh, but yeah, so there's just like there's all kinds of signs Telling you that when you walk into these spaces that you are going to be policed. Like I, I for frankly, I'm not policed that heavily anywhere else in my life, mm. Mm. like ever, except for like literally being watched like that, except for in like Asian beauty supply stores. Like, ye, mm-hmm. like that's kind of wild to me. And the whole idea is stupid and anti-black in the first place. If you set up shop in a mm-hmm. black community that and it's a shop that only serves really black people. If you are robbed, it's going to be by a black person. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> you are serving black people only. Of course, if, if you have a thief, like every store has thieves, your thieves are going to be black. And they, they say, oh, black people. I'm like, are you stupid? Are you <laughs> stupid? <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense. Uh... I'm like, if you set up in a white neighborhood and only served white people, your thieves would be white too. Like, make it make sense. (laughs) Ah. Like, if I didn't believe in confirmation bias, I fucking believe in confirmation bias when dealing with other POC. Because it's like you set black people up for failure and then you're like, ooh see. Yeah. Ooh. If your whole idea of black people deserving basic humanity and not to be treated like second class citizens is based on your own individual interactions. With Black people, you're anti-Black as fuck, Mm. you know? Or they're only based on, like, stories and stuff that you hear in the newspaper. Like, you're just anti-Black, right? There's no way that even I, who is Black and knows a shit ton of Black people, know all Black people, you know? Know every iteration of Black people or, or, you know, we... I hate that term, like, Black people are not a monolith, but we're fucking not, you know? Like, so Mm -hmm. it's... It's crazy to me how easily POC slide into that idea, you know, Mm. that like, yeah, that black person speaks for the entire race. And it Mm. it, it bugs me because, you know, they would never want that for themselves. Yeah. Right. Like all of the all this entire podcast, it's just my opinion as one black person. I disagree with other black people all the time. I disagree with other black people that were raised the exact same way as me about what to do with this stuff all the time. Uh, I'm glad we were not doing the episode on Rodney King because, like, I just don't want to. But like, yeah. I do want to. I do want to talk about him right now because, like, that's some shit. Um. Okay. So, Rodney King is uh, a black man from L.A. Um, and he is probably most well known for being obviously, definitely not the first victim of police brutality, but his incident was filmed. If not the first, I feel like it is the first. But if it's not the first, it's one of the first times that an incident of police brutality was caught on film. And they beat this man. Like, they beat, beat, beat him. Like, if you need a visual because you're anti-Black and you need to see visuals of, you know, Black people being beaten again you know i'm going i'm going to just dig i'm going to take dig at y'all all, all this episode just so we're clear cuz if you if you watch those videos you know every time like there's a video that comes out of a black pan being murdered by the police or a black woman you know um, being murdered by the police or not the police in the case of George Zimmerman or Ahmad um whenever there's a video of it and you watch that you're anti-black because there's something about you that gets off on black pain. Fight your mother, don't fight me. Yo. (laughs) Fight your mother, don't fight me, but there's something about you that gets off on black pain because why do you need to see a video to understand? Yo, seriously. You know, like I'm... Videos, keep taking them, people who are taking them because they're the only way to hold these people accountable for their actions, right? Keep taking them, but unless you're a juror, you don't need to see that. Exactly. Right? You don't need to see it to believe it. And if you need to see it for it to make an impact on your soul, you're anti-black as fuck. So, how did Asian people come into this? Like what what about it from your community? How did this so, play? Out?
0: Um, I'm going to read off of Wikipedia. So, it says, after a trial, uh Jury acquitted four officers of the LAPD for usage of excessive force and in the arrest and beating of Rodney King. People were definitely, of course, upset. So there was widespread looting, assault, and arson, Um, but it disproportionately affected Koreatown. Mm -hmm. And, of course, people were really upset, and then they were just going around trying to you know, make sense of what's happening in the world. But for some reason, it happened to, you know, be in Koreatown. And then I feel like a lot of Korean Americans who grew up here in the 90s or even before that, just remember that small portion. They don't think about what happened previously. And then they're like, oh, Black people hate
1: Koreans. What's wild to me about that is this is how how it's so easy to be anti-Black, right? So... The predominantly white LAPD force brutally assaults a black man. Black people, obviously, rightfully so, upset, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and looting riots happen. Again, riots are the language of those that are unheard, right? But what is interesting to me is, all right, shit's popping off and Koreatown is being targeted. Where are the police? Mm-hmm. Why? Did the LAPD who just murdered that black man just sit and watch Koreatown burn? Yeah. Who had the systematic ability to stop those that those things from happening? Who had the ability to make sure that those areas were protected? And who just said, fuck it, it's Asians, I don't care. Mm-hmm. You're not in the white part of town, so go off. Right? And then... After, because let's be honest, what we talked about with the the beauty supply stores and things like that, like, that didn't just start happening. That's been happening for forever, right? Mm-hmm. So after the Asian community has police Black people themselves, how do they expect to be safe in a riot or looting Mm. like how do they expect not to be lumped in with white people when black people are getting the same treatment from asian people that they get from white people Mm. why would there be any kinds of solidarity when there was none shown in the first place yeah and i'm not saying that destroying stores is the right way to go though at times i do i do believe that it is i'm not saying in particular destroying asian stores is the right way to go i guess i should be more specific because i do believe in the ability of like you know I've, i i I 100 think that everyone in their life should read letter to birmingham jail multiple times um because you really understand what martin luther king is trying to do in terms of his protesting and his activism um because there's a reason why he was a big fan of boycotts. Um, and he, there is a reason why he, like, wanted to put that economic pressure on the whites of the South. Um, and I feel the same way about, like, economic pressure in today's day and age, too. Like, so many brands and companies are being forced to say Black Lives Matter because they go, it's going to hurt their pocket if they didn't.
0: Exactly.
1: Right, like I, I, can't really in a capitalist uh, a capitalistic society. I cannot count on people being morally good and doing the right thing, but I can count on them wanting to continue to gain and maintain their capital. So let's mm. do that. <laughs> like, there's so many things about the riding king incident that just upset me to its core, which is why I didn't really want to cover it in a full podcast episode. Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, you know, you talk to your own community about this, but, like, that's gross, you know? Like, and it's mm-hmm. not, like, that's the only incident, and it's not, like, that if we're talking about Asian, like, in particular, the Korean community, it's not, like, this is the only time that something like that has happened with mm-hmm. Koreans, and, and not necessarily even just Black people, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the, the Adnan Syed case, like, mm-hmm. That man did not do that. He did not do that. But like the Korean community was like very much willing to get on board with that and it cru- And like the anti-Muslim sentiment there is like, ooh, you know, like
0: yeah. So Koreans are generally anti-non-Korean.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> so that plus white supremacy is like anti-black blackness squared
1: yeah it's like on steroids you know (laughs) yeah yeah i don't i don't have an answer i don't know what you do with that but Mm -hmm. i know i I know it's there um and it's gotta be (laughs) addressed
0: i mean i think our generation and the next will be a little better but it's still so prevalent so prevalent that it's gonna take ages for
1: us to yeah, I mean the anti-blackness down. in your generation and in particularly like in New York is like nauseating to me. Yeah, all of what we have talked about in this episode exists, yet your generation also wants to culturally appropriate off of us, mm. and it's sick. It's sickening.
0: Mm.
1: It's like absolutely sickening to me, like especially in New York. Yeah, we were talking about this like the other day new york culture is black culture like let's not get that twisted right i don't know why new yorkers seem to think like oh my god new york's so great bitch it's black people like it is just like uh black culture heightened and put on display for america but new york culture is black culture i'm not talking about manhattan shit so like that you know that's all all uppity white people manhattan long island that staten island i'm not talking about that but i am talking about bronx queens brooklyn that mm. culture is black culture. Mm. I, for instance, when I first got to New York and I realized that New Yorkers thought that they had a monopoly on Thames, I'm like, bitch, what? <laughs> I've never met a black person in my life, so I don't have Thames, like a pair.
0: Yeah, those, that
1: I really didn't those, know. Those are winter shoes. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe if you don't live in a place that requires winter, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but like everybody that's like chicago indy detroit like yeah <laughs> like i'm like what the fuck i'm like what what is happening or just like i don't know the the shoes the the snapbacks like all of these things the way that everybody in new york dresses the fucking um latinx people who are not afro let latinx right but who have like their edges like gelled down i was like all of this shit all of it is black culture and for like for the communities to still be so fucking anti-black just like kills me like you know like it makes me so angry it makes me angrier than when white people are racist mm. to be mm. honest and and culturally appropriate mm. off of us um because these are the same communities who get their pains in a twist when white people culturally appropriate from them mm. like i get just thinking about it now like my hands are like it eh, balled up because i get so angry just thinking about it because like the amount of thing, like anti-black things i've even said Heard come from these people's lips as I'm watching them dress like a black person, and I'm no. There's no one way to dress like a black person, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm just looking out here. I'm just like, show me where in Asia they wear saggy pants, uh a snapback, and Jordans. <laughs> like, show me where that that happens, and when it's been When did that start? You know, like I'm like, explain to me how you, you're dressed like that, but you just said you just called everything mad ghetto and you meant it negatively Mm -hmm. and you were talking about black people Mm. you know i'm like uh uh throw it away (laughs) like Mm. just throw throw it all away and to me as the only time i'll ever say anything nice about latinx people in terms of like anti-blackness and stuff like that to me it feels worse when that shit comes from asian people than it does from them Mm. Of course, um, because Asian people are so actually removed from Black culture, yeah, that like it's it's very much apparent when it's happening with Asian people. Mm. Like they again, they I'm sure they I'm positive that there are more Afro Latinos than there are Black Asians. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So like our cultures are already intertwined enough
0: mm-hmm.
1: that like while I don't like it on when it happens, sometimes I'm like. You know, like who am I to say? Yeah <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't know the afro-Latino experience like who am I to say, yeah, but I do know when I see just like a Far East Asian person like trying it, I'm like, Mm-mm. don't like do not like Mm-mm. cut it out, yeah, <laughs> like, just cut it out. yeah, and it's it's I feel like I gave a very specific example of men, but I do also mean Asian women oh with yeah. the with with these long acrylic nails. Um, the hoop earrings Uh, yeah like not with it either the same shit that black women and latina women were like ostracized for like not two decades ago now people are gonna be like that's cool I'm also just gonna be like super anti-black and super racist towards latinas but this is cool yeah I don't like that shit either yeah Mm -mm. and i feel like new york is one of the worst offenders of this shit because new york wants to do that like melting pot shit and it's not a melting pot like you get it's the neighborhoods are clearly defined by race Mm. right like there's absolutely some intermingling here and there you might find a neighborhood with puerto ricans and black people you know but like I don't think I've ever seen a black person in Flushing besides me. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it, But I have seen lots of black shit in Flushing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, lots and lots of that. Yeah. So it makes me upset to see it. Because I'm like, y'all literally have, like, blocked yourselves off from the rest of New York, but stolen from black people, brought it with you. Mm. Like, that's kind of icky. And, you know, Flushing is very asian Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are very, there's a lot of black shit there.
0: I think for New Yorkers, it's a very hard pill to swallow because we pride ourselves as this, you know, multicultural melting pot, blah, blah, blah. But in fact, we have culturally appropriated so much that we don't even realize that that's happening.
1: All that pride is built on the back of anti-blackness. Yeah. Because, like, you know, New York is one of the best places I feel like I could live as a queer person. Mm. Um, in fact, as a queer person who's, like, not settling down with, or not settled down with anybody and mm. is still, like, dating, I can't actually imagine myself living in a different city mm. Um, in terms of, like, dating. yeah. But as a, like, a black person, as a woman uh sometimes new york isn't it um like you know as a woman most times new york's not it right like the cat calling in new york i haven't been cat called since i've been home not one time wow being in new york as a black person um is kind of disheartening at times definitely i feel that the black people of new york don't get enough credit for literally building that city's culture (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah. um, I feel like if I knew more about historical New York before I moved, I might not have moved to New York um just because like you know things that I learned about New York living there and just like experiencing it and just like learning about the different sites, you know, like the idea that there were literal slaves sold in in what was it Times Square or is it the one uh, By Wall Street, but, yeah, um, and then learning about how, you know, nice white parents, also great podcasts, like learning about like how white people systematically oppress like black and brown students um, and things like that. And like realistically, again, most segregated school system in the country, Um, just seeing and being a part of are the school system in new york it's like hella anti-black right Mm -hmm. um and new yorkers think that black and brown kids deserve to learn that way like that's what really like hits me a lot when i'm thinking about new york it's like new york is set up for anyone who is black or brown born in New York and who wasn't born with, like, wealthy parents or upper middle class parents are almost, unless, like, something really lucky happens, are almost, like, going to be in that same position next generation. Yeah. Like, New York, like, it's already hard enough for Black people to create generational wealth and generational stability Because of all the anti-Black laws and um, policies that have been put forth in the country. But in New York, it's damn near impossible, right? Like, it's impossible for lots of people to build generational wealth in New York. Because, like, you don't own your house. You're renting. But in particular, like, it is damn near impossible for that to happen to a Black person born there. Mm. It's really insidious and i've said that word lots because anti-blackness is insidious just like that's how i would describe it if you if you said what word do you associate with anti-blackness i would say insidiousness um but like our school system is set up for black students not to do well
0: Hmm.
1: um and if you don't do well in school the the chances of you getting a high paying job Is even slimmer um, because you know, once you get up there, you know that they weren't they had that quota for black people anyway, and you're not as qualified as the other black person that's coming from out of state.
0: Yeah,
1: it's not okay. So, at our school, for instance, there are more, there are lots of black teachers at our school. Mm -hmm. Thank our principal because that is rare. Um, But of the ones that were educated in New York, none of them how do i want to say this without coming off rude to our colleagues um and i because i don't mean it in a rude way i mean it as in like this is an example of what i'm talking about yeah um they're not as well educated as me who went to or am coming from a different state yeah right like some of the things that they don't know but also have an english degree for instance or they don't know but have whatever have like a master's degree in their in their content like Is not something that someone who was not educated in the New York City public schools or was not educated in CUNY or SUNY wouldn't know. You know, like Mm -hmm. if they were educated in not the New York school system, they would Mm -hmm. know that shit. Yeah. When I think about the disservice that we're doing to our black students all the time, I want to quit. There's this like part of me that like really likes being a teacher and being... Like that person that uh, our black students can look up for, look up yeah. to. Sorry, and like be a role model. Yeah. But there's also part of me that hates being a teacher because I'm realizing that I am not doing anything to improve their situation. Yeah. I am giving like mental health support like in the moment, and that is hugely impactful. I understand that, but like I'm not helping them yeah. like, in yes. ways that i want to like in ways that i want to help my community i'm not doing it like i'm perpetuating Mm anti-blackness in ways that i'm uncomfortable with at work as much as i like try to fight it through individual actions and yada 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 like the way that our job is set up has me perpetuating anti-blackness whether i want to or not yeah you know it's the same thing when I say, like, all cops are bastards, all cops are not good people, like, all cops are bad, right? Yeah. I feel that way about teachers, too. Um, We're the cops in the school. But, like, I, I feel that, too, like, almost the way that teaching is structured in this country, in particular in New York City, means that, like, I'm always a cop and I'm always, therefore, anti-black. Yeah. Okay. Black students are not treated the same in terms of what they're allowed to get away with and what their other like peers are like um there's like a higher expectation for behavioral compliance with black children particularly the black boys in our building than there is with anyone else um there's a higher uh push for behavioral compliance in our building in general because it's mostly brown students than i would say there ever was in schools that I attended, mm. right? Our teachers weren't giving PDs about how to make a kid do what you want. Mm. But we mm. are um and even the idea like some of the things that we force them into, like we're like you have to be compliant in this way da 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 is almost like teaching kids how to not be revolutionary. Mm. Right? And to if you teach kids how to be compliant and follow the st- status quo all you're doing is upholding white supremacy because that's what the status quo is. Mm. Um, and so I teaching for me is like this double edged sword because I know because our kids have told me once they've graduated while they've been there, how impactful I am for their lives. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, like I also know it's not enough.
0: Yeah.
1: It's not enough for me to just be there when you need a conversation. I want to make the world a better place for them so that they don't need me to have those little conversations to like push them through you know um and I feel like me at 22 23 when I first started teaching I was convinced that I could go within the system as a teacher and make that impact and I have to a certain extent but like that system is so anti-black that I cannot make the impact I want to as just a teacher. Mm. Anybody who works for the government is a civil servant ends up being anti-black because our government is a white supremacist machine. So, you know. Mm. (laughs) And that doesn't mean that we stop advocating for getting us into places Mm. that do exert power. I don't think that's the answer either. But I do know that like, I don't know. I don't want to say do it the right way, but, like, I want the right people there. Mm. <sighs> yeah, anti-blackness is never uh, a positive conversation, you know? <laughs> I don't know if there is a positive note to leave. Yeah, I mean, anti-blackness will definitely come up throughout this podcast because it's it's everywhere, you know? Yeah. Um, And you can't you can't navigate life without being anti-black like no one can um and it's about how do you respond Mm -hmm. when you're called out for that Mm -hmm. how do you move about your day in your life to avoid being anti-black as much as possible and what checks and balances do you have in place to like to like check yourself when that does happen like do you have someone in your life who's like oof that was anti-black or do you have some do you have the ability to determine that yourself like I don't know um I don't know what y'all should do like the Dwights and the other POC Mm. but I do know that something has to be done in your various communities about how prevalent anti-blackness still is in 2021. Um, And I don't think... Well, I think there's just like a lot of work to be done. Yeah. And I, I think that... None of the other stuff that... I've seen at least other POC want from black people will ever happen until this anti-blackness is addressed. Mm-hmm. Um you know, trigger warning here, but like it's um, it's crazy to me that like other POC have such entitlement and and like they just really want Black people to do for them what they would never do for Black people. And to me, that's, like, kind of no different than, like, like a rapist asking the person that they've raped to support them after they've been raped. Mm. You know, like, that that's no different to me, mm-hmm. right? Like, I understand that we all are impacted by white supremacy, but, like... I don't think that I don't want to phrase this. I don't think that we have all been affected in the same degree. And I think that some of us turn around and and this includes other black people and further subjugate the next person down, Mm. you know? And I feel that currently very much from the Asian community in their response to the rise in anti-Asian violence, Mm. um, you know, black people because of the way that society has shaken out are like are like, you know, low hanging fruit. They're easy to pick and scapegoat. Mm-hmm. Um and to me that's what a lot of the Asian community has done.
0: Yeah.
1: Here recently. Um because black people Aren't out here. Aren't responsible for. Black people are not responsible. For the rise in anti-Asian violence. White supremacy is. Right. Um, black people. Are not going to be able to fix. The rise in anti-Asian violence. White supremacists will.
0: Right.
1: You know like So. Even the idea that, like, Black people, you need to come help me. I'm like, bitch, help yourself. Like, help yourself. Because me, us joining, there's no guarantee you having Black people on your side is magically going to stop white people from targeting your community. It's us being
0: lazy and, like, giving you guys the burden of doing all the work.
1: Yeah, because, like, to me, there's almost, like... (laughs) Like our track record ain't that great. Look where we at right now. Like we, we've we've definitely done a lot to come from like people who were bought here against our will and enslaved to be the people we are today. But we are still fighting for basic humanity. Right. So I'm like, yo, you help us. Yeah. <laughs> like we we need help because there's there's no way that i if i were not black i would be like black people need to help me Mm -hmm. because what do you what what do these people want accomplished i guess is my question just makes me laugh you know like i i just i don't even understand
0: the audacity of that person seeking a black person and be like hey help us like i okay
1: (laughs) No, speak on it. Why Why is that like just ridiculous? Because I don't think that some of our listeners understand exactly why that just sounds so ridiculous to the two of us.
0: Like, Like we said, like everything stems from white supremacy. And we are, Asians are playing a part of it, being a white supremacist. And we always forget that and be like, hey, we're getting hurt. Why don't you help us, black person? No, they have their own shit to deal with. And they're trying to do their own thing. But why are we laying our emotional baggage and everything else onto a black person who's already completely overwhelmed?
1: Yeah. Um, That's like a a super, super valid point, right? Like the black community is doing so much, like, to turn around and ask the black community, like, can you help us too without having offered your help with the shit that the black people are dealing with is, is, like, out of this world entitled, Yeah, you know? Um, I don't like it, you know? Because I, I, I think what is... One of the things I like best about black people is that we're still going to help. Mm. You know, like we're going to help because we were that's kind of just who we are as a community, um, which is why I get annoyed when people ask us for help like that, because, bitch, we already are. Yeah. And we would <laughs> <It> <laughs> like, will help we-
0: you when they want to.
1: When we can. When we have the emotional bandwidth. When we have the ability to. It's the same thing. also, you guys are
0: already helping because you're fighting white supremacists.
1: Right. We talked about that. Um, And, like, I feel... Okay. So, one of the things that I've been trying to do um, in the last few years is, like, asking people when they can... when they have like the emotional bandwidth to talk about something Mm -hmm. right like if i'm like like i feel like sometimes uh i'll come into a conversation i'll be like yeah this is really heavy and someone might be like i can't do heavy and i'm like okay cool i respect that right Mm -hmm. and i i need other communities to have that same grace with black people right Mm -hmm. like we can It's our cross to bear because it's all wrapped up in anti-blackness and we're going to help. But at the same time, like, I can't give from a cup that's already emptied and has been emptied by your anti-blackness as well, right? I think that's a part of it that needs to be, like, it's black people's, like, capacity for goddamn altruism has been depleted based on the anti-blackness we've faced from everyone, you know? Like, I don't believe in POC solidarity.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I, I, I fundamentally don't. That's what um, me and the Asian people that I, were, I was inboxing, DMing, like, that's where we really uh, didn't see I mean, there were multiple points where we didn't see eye to eye, <laughs> but this was one of the the bigger points where we definitely didn't see eye to eye because, like, I I don't think that POC solidarity should ever be the goal. And I'll say that again: it, POC solidarity should never be the goal, right? PO, POC solidarity. Is the byproduct of eradicating anti-blackness. Mm. Once there is no more anti-blackness, of course PO solidarity will come. Right. But it should not be what we are striving for right now. We right. should be striving to get rid of anti-blackness. Right. Um, and I think that's like really hard for non-black poc to understand and because it's almost like black people are telling you i want to be your friend right now and that's what we're telling y'all i want to be your friend right now do some work work on yourself we'll revisit that because mm. that's really what we're telling you guys like yeah. i'm not trying to be your friend right now and you know we all know what it's like to outgrow your friends. It's hard. It hurts. Mm. <laughs> you know, people get get defensive, get angry about it, especially if you're the person that they're outgrowing. But I do feel like Black people in my generation are different than Black people in generations past and that, like, we don't want your crumbs.
0: Mm.
1: You know, we don't, we don't want, like, oh, like, you showed up for this one protest or this one movement, and now you're in it to win it. Mm. to wrap up friends black people don't owe you shit Mm. if you think black people owe you anything you are no different than a white person and you're being anti-black we do not owe you a damn thing Mm. and until you realize that like nothing good will come from these interactions these right interracial interactions because like we don't owe you shit and the idea that you think that black people owe you labor is anti-black and stopped we are not enslaved anymore mm. like we're not we don't owe anyone labor for free mm. should have caught us 300 years ago 400 years ago we don't owe you shit now right we didn't owe you shit then we certainly don't owe you anything now how about you guys cut us a check Pay us our reparations. Hmm. How about affirmative action? Actually impact and help black people more than it helps white women who are the biggest <laughs> benefactors <laughs> of affirmative action, <laughs> right? How about Asian people stop being so anti-black and let some people into Harvard, <laughs> right? Um, And maybe shop in peace. I don't know. I don't know. These are all things that seem doable. Very small things that seem very doable. It is very doable. You know, we're we're not we're not your scapegoats.
0: No. Nope. To fellow Asians, we are very anti-black and very entitled. So let's just shut up. Diet.
1: it.
0: All
1: Alrighty. So. If you felt triggered by this episode, good. Um, (laughs) You can uh, follow us on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook at underscore soul and soul. That is at underscore underscore S-O-U-L-A-N-D-S-E-O-U-L. And you can subscribe to us on all your major podcast apps. Bye-bye. (laughs) Oh. <laughs>